If you know me at all, you know that death is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait. Danger's my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry. Death is my... Death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. Episode 49? Yeah, episode 49. In the studio? At WJRH. So, last days of Vietnam. Okay. Uh, I, I took a, a survey class, the Vietnam history class in college, which yeah. I loved. Mm -hmm. But you know that, Renan, I don't know if you've seen the footage. They always show every Vietnam, every clip of it, they always show the footage of them pushing the helicopter off the edge of the boat of the ship. I think I've seen that. What? No. Have you ever seen a... Uh, I've never a, seen that. It must be in every single Vietnam documentary. There's been a, a great number of them. Mm-hmm. It's like the end of the war, and they're just pushing helicopters off the side of ships. And I could never understand why were they doing that. Like, what problem was that solving? Do they, they didn't want the enemy to get it? Like, that was the best thing people could say? Ships I, were sinking? And the best answer that I ever had was, what else are they going to do? That, <laughs> to this point, that was the best answer I had. Like that's, that, that's a terrible answer. That, what else are you going to do? I like that answer. There's so many other things you could do. So in this this movie, it was as if it was prompted entirely by my question because they so clearly explained it. Like on the last, on April 29th was the main airlift to end the war. So the North Vietnamese are about to take Saigon. Okay. And the ambassador is holding off to the very last moment to evacuate people. Got it. Which turned out to be the very last day before the North Vietnamese took the city. They're airlifting out people on military helicopters, which are the big Chinooks, which are huge. Um, they're interviewing this guy on the USS Kirk. I now know the name of this ship. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about how we were just supposed to be out in the in the, in the the sea patrolling to make sure that there weren't any other ships coming around. We were just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And then they saw all these like dots on the radar blips, and there was all these small little helicopters like Hueys, which are smaller. Mm -hmm. And they were just flying out of there trying to get away looking for any ship. Yeah. This USS Kirk is not prepared to have, it was built for like 200 people. So one of them would land. The first one would land when they finally confirmed that these were not enemy yeah. choppers and that it was okay and it was people just fleeing. Yeah. And the guy had to decide, okay, I guess you can land here, which is not really protocol or legal, but he had to decide. Yeah. He's like, what else are we going to do? You got to land. So the one of them land and there's like 20 people on this small thing and they all pile out. Yeah. And there's not really room for others to land. And like, what the hell? So they were making room for them. Exactly. They all just pushed it off the edge and made room for the next one. Your tax dollars at work, probably. That was after a scene where they talked about how they had a million dollars in cash in yeah. one of the buildings at the embassy that they used to pay the, the local employees. Mm -hmm. They were instructed to burn that million dollars. It took them eight hours Ooh. to incinerate a million dollars of cold, hard cash. So at your least, tax dollars. At, at least we know the answer to that. that at, at the time, they weren't my tax dollars. I mean, if it's the government burning the, uh, the cash, they can just print more. That's true. Or not. <laughs> I mean, it's You're like, right. you know, You're it's right, accounting actually. for. It's, That's they true. know what it is. It's, it. it's okay. It's like, it's regular paper. I'm glad you're okay with it. We're going to have an economist on here to explain <laughs> why that is either true or not. <laughs> but for a very long time, for nobody could ever explain to me, why are they pushing these helicopters now off you know. the side of the ship? Now you know. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I'd like to welcome our guest, Jason Alley, from ITS, Information Technology Services, who's with us. Yeah. Who's been sitting by quietly. Well, yeah. this is this is a little awkward because we 
we just put in a help desk ticket because our computers weren't working. <laughs> we didn't know they would actually send the yeah the supervisor of <laughs> yeah, the help desk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're not you're not the supervisor of the help desk. No, no. no. Should should we should we're, we just re- reboot our computers? <laughs> Is that what we should probably start try first? Well, who are we? I'm Simon Tonev. With me, as always, hold on. Is he's Diamond Simon Tonev? I don't know if that's going to stick. Uh, but Can you weigh in on this, Jason? Is that a stickable nickname? Diamond. Diamond Simon. No. There you go. That's not on my side. But the other nicknames that I have are Ben Brickhouse Cohen, BRC Brickhouse, and Renan Sequitur Dinser, our intrepid producer. Hey. Now, Jason, a question I have for you. Um, What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an orthodontist. Really? You wanted to be an orthodontist? Because you know how, how little they work? (laughs) <laughs> and how much they get paid. Yeah. We're going to lose all our orthodontist listeners. They're just because of always that like, whoa, we or, half well, days on Wednesday. We close at two on Friday. We don't open until 10. Can I say, I, I can I say that the people who hate orthodontists most are the people who have kids at the age where they probably need braces. Right. I have the most bizarre interactions with this doctor where they want to, they, they've, they've professionalized so much that they stage everything. It's like multi-phase. It's not like you go in and get braces and then you're done with your braces. And boy, that costs a lot. We all know. They have to have like the pre-phase, then the early stage, and then you come back for the second, third stage. And so my son is like in the middle of all these stages. Can I, can I tell you something? This is, I did something morally questionable. Uh-oh. On the phone, we had to, um, they set up an appointment for him and it was at a bad time during the school day. So. Are you sure you want to say this on that, on air? <laughs> well... It, it wasn't a fireable offense. Okay. I wanted to change the appointment so that he didn't have to miss something at school, so I wanted to have it at 4 instead of, like, 2.30. And I called, and the appointment is for, isn't for months. And the, the receptionist said, well, uh, we really can't do it at that time. Um, it's going to have to be earlier in the day. It's like, I really want it to have it later. And, you know, she's like, well, we have um, – it's a short appointment, so it shouldn't take too long. I was like, that seems to me like a reason why we could do it later. Yeah. She's like, well, we'd like to keep those earlier. And so I paused, and then I said, I asked, is it, like, what happens? Is it okay if you switch orthodontists in the middle of all these phases? Wow. And she said, hold on a second, sir. And 30 seconds later, we have an opening at four. (laughs) That's great. Wow. So you, you like, asked to talk to the supervisor, essentially. Yeah. Wow. When did your dream of being an orthodontist fade away? Oh, this is a hard story to... Oh, no. Well, it's, I, I have to expose some failure. In order to reveal why your teeth were too bad and they wouldn't let you in. No, no, my my teeth were great. That's why I his wanted teeth to be in great. North. I can see right now his teeth are great. So I I went to college and I did very poorly my first year. Pre pre orthodontia, like pre med. Yeah, oh. it was it was bad. Yeah. I didn't do a lot of work either. No, because high school was easy. And I went to college, and I thought, oh, this will be easy. Where did you go to college? Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania. What did you eventually, like, latch onto that you did enjoy and did well in? Element. Or just enjoy, sorry. <laughs> basketball. I, I played a lot of intramural basketball that year. Okay. Which could correlate to why I did so poorly. And it was intramural, so you still have four years of eligibility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let, letting, the, letting the athletic director know that. Um, so so what, what, what did you enjoy? Well, I, I went into education, mm-hmm. elementary education, okay. and I really enjoyed working with kids. Mm-hmm. I used to teach in my Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And you enjoyed that, and you, and you did yeah. well at the classes? Yeah. 
And this led to uh, this led instructional technology? Eventually. What's well, that? How, how does that progress from elementary education to instructional technology? Well, I became a teacher. So I taught in the elementary school for five and a half years. I left to take a job at William & Mary. They had a software training position. So I was learning more about computers and software, and it was kind of a good blend. Simon, what did you want to be in college? Well, at first I wanted to be an accountant because, you know, obviously all the prestige that comes with accountancy. Um, I enjoyed numbers. I wanted to work in the high-rises in downtown Toronto where I went to college. Um, what was the name of that college? Uh, University of Toronto. Well, so I, I wanted to be an accountant, and then I realized um, that I hated accountants or I hated studying about it, or I, I didn't do very well at it. I think I got a C. But that same year, as an elective, I took psych, you know, intro psych, and I loved it, and I did well. So I made the decision that, okay, although I can probably get a pretty good job as an accountant, I said I'm going to take a little risk on psychology, not really knowing what I actually wanted to do with that, and started taking psychology. A little lesson to all our students out there. Don't necessarily take something because you think you're going to get a job from it. Take what, you, what you're passionate about. And, and what did you want to do? Well, first it was baseball player, second base. Mm-hmm. Second base. Yeah, second base. So, so Cal Ripken would throw to you to complete a double mm, play. That didn't last. Uh, then it was architect. Hmm. And then I went to college for engineering. And then I got a double major in history because I didn't like the engineering. But then I became an engineer before I went to be a historian. What kind of engineering? Chemical. And, and what, what's, what school? What... Virginia Tech school. in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. Charming, lovely town. Now, Jason, one of the useful things for your presence here as a guest on episode 49 is that Simon has a number of odd, wildly incorrect technological perceptions. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to take a little bit of the uh, bias out can, of that. I think comment. you can help arbitrate. No, I think that how about this? Ben and I differ philosophically on a lot of technical issues, and so you may be able to to weigh in on some of those things. This is should actually, I'm actually surprised Ben has a philosophy on Thank you. Issues. Thank I, you. I think this should be like a golden uh, episode for Renan too. It's CS computer stuff. It's exactly. Just, this I, is I, everybody's interest. I think. I think we've got four relatively good technical people here in a luddite. So Jason, ben. Simon's password saving policy. Mm-hmm. Password creation policy. Simon doubles, triples down, quadruples down. He says, listen, if I can't remember my password, I should write it down electronically because then I can just go to that electronic source to get it. But, you know, I'm worried that that's not good for security because who's dumb enough just to put their password written down for everybody to find? If I'm somebody gonna, hacks the computer, they're just going to hack my password. It didn't do me any good. I'm going to translate from Ben speak into I feel like there's more things. here. I have a password manager, and so my password manager has all of my password accounts in them. And when I need to change a password, I have the password manager generate a random password that... I don't really know what it is because it's just a random 14-character letters, numbers, oh, it pun- could be punctuation. More. Could be more. I, but I, I I feel 14 characters is probably enough. Um, so are you broadcasting the length of your uh, passwords right now? Well, I mean, 14 characters, non-dictionary, Renan? I mean, do you have enough computers two to break those? two pieces of information. But he's got it so he's got it centralized. Your, your, your anti-resilience philosophy, you've got it all centralized, so it only takes one hack to undermine your entire system. But where it is centralized, 
is at a place where there's I have two-factor authentication on it. Um, do we need to explain two-factor authentication to the listeners? Renan, you want to take a crack at that? Jason's nodding, yes. Oh, do you, Jason, do you want to explain? No. No. Renan, do you want to explain? I, I don't care. Okay. I, you, wait, about I, the entire topic or what two-factor yeah, authentication? Yeah, I think he was reflecting is? the listener's interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two-factor two authentication is something everyone should use. You have a password, something you know, your password, and something you have, like a phone, that will generate a random, you know, series of numbers that you will have to use each How does this time you decentralize? Uh, but it's all in one place. It's still all in one place, but but the, the ability of someone to get into that one place is severely restricted. I would rather know what my password is because the one place is my head. But then but then you're you Are you are, that good at remembering random characters? I'm that good. I don't think but you don't remember random characters. But That's I don't use random characters. Exactly. And and Jason just shook his head, I think. Well, I'd just like to point out that you've given us a bit of information about your passwords. <laughs> so it's all dictionary words? No, but um, you're welcome to <laughs> track down Ripken's 1983 World Series statistics if you want to hack in. Renan, are and you... No, which order to put the stats? Which stats am I talking about? Are you hacking right now, Renan? <laughs> <laughs> He's working on, your, on your, all your passwords. Go for it. You have the perception, or you were trying to make the case that um, the the graphics or the, the the CGI the graphics of of blockbuster movies mm-hmm. that we've gotten to the point where it's fine now and it won't look dated in ten years. That that is a oversimplification of what I said. I I said certain elements of CGI are done. I mean the example I gave was you know Parks and Recreation filmed in California. You know they show a, a, a scene from a neighborhood and it looks like it's in. You know they take away the palm trees. They do all that stuff. It looks like it's in. Pawnee, Indiana. Indiana. And, um, really? And you can't, yeah, and you can't really oh. see, I mean, you can't see any evidence of that. Now, when you put a, now, when you talk about CGI, like putting a person's fit, like a human face, I mean, that's where it gets a little bit. What know, about if it's like dinosaurs? I, I, I'm not even prepared to say that that's at its, at its best. I'm just saying those little things, like when you look at Superman, the movie, motion picture from you know the 1980s and you see the thick black line around superman when he's flying yeah and then you see the man I thought of that steel was part of his force field <laughs> and you see man of steel like you know a few years ago and you see like the difference there i mean there's you know what i'm saying is that when you see the man of steel in 2025 you're gonna say oh boy we've come a long way since then i don't think so i not not with the, those types of particular effects but it's always going to be it, it doesn't you're you're resting it on just the very specific thing of yeah. the narrow definition of CGI today. No, uh, I'm no. thinking of like movie graphics in general. It, yeah, if you want but, to talk movie graphics in general, they're they're definitely going to get better. But because it's like our, like I don't care. Like sure, a pencil. We got the pencil. Like a, a 1900 pencil, a 2015 pencil, it holds up. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the specific thing. It's more like writing or communication technology. Oh yeah, well, I'm not going to say that 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 you know movie technology will never progress but i think i think certain aspects of it are i I just think that's not the interesting part i I think somewhere i must have been in a hotel i was flipping the channel and they had one of the mission impossibles on i maybe Uh, mission impossible one one of the missions impossible i think is the correct one of the missions impossible so i was stunned because they were trying to catch somebody who was hacking a computer Mm -hmm. and at the time their technique their high technology technique for doing this zoom and enhance (laughs) <laughs> sort of. They Somebody had to sneak in in costume and place a pair of glasses that had a small camera on them 
carefully on like a desk on the side of the room because they knew the person was going to be coming into that room to use the computer. So their way to know that somebody hacked a computer was to get a visual ID to film the person hacking into the computer. I think that's a good way to do it. But but they had no sense at the time that you could actually use like diagnostics or analytics of like network computer usage to know that somebody's used the computer. You can cover your tracks that way. They could only have figured it out by external means. It seemed like a very physical way to do a more electronic computer kind of solving. But I mean, I guess uh, maybe, Renan, your point is that you can always cover up your digital tracks, but if you're sitting there at a computer and you've got a camera on it, that's actually a, a good way of doing it. Don't make fun of the Mission Impossible movies. I'm just thinking that it shows how unnetworked they were. Who's unnetworked? Like, Renan, if you're hacking on a computer, do you think that you actually have to go to the room where the computer is? You know what? I If if I was hacking a computer, I feel like I would do that. You know, like, Jason just w- went to the bathroom. I could just sneak into his room, open this text file, just take a picture of it with my phone, mm. and then get out. Maybe he's mm. just done that while Jason... <laughs> this is all a big ruse to get Jason's Welcome passwords. back, Jason. Nothing happened while you were gone. <laughs> nope. I thought that was a pretty good I feel like that's way. how I would do it. But sometimes look Possible that works. deniability. I thought that was um, somebody go. else's room. I thought that was a study room. Well, we'll Your see office is in the library, right, Jason? It is. Don't, t- don't <laughs> tell him. I always lock my computer. Well, it's and my door. Two-factor authentication. Yeah. The door lock the door. and the computer. Yep. I don't think that's what that is. Yep. Oh. Keep the door locked we're, and the computer we're closed. We're giving bad information to our <laughs> listeners. G- give us an example of... Um, the are you are int- you one of no. those people we see in uh, Cosmic, usually, like one of the if I'm there people in the coffee shop. If if I'm there, I'm one of those people. That was very definitive. Yeah, I think tautological. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, give, tell me tell me the most interesting project that you've worked on in the in the last like six months. Mm. Did you say website? No, Jason, I said website. Jason doesn't work on the website. I well, think. I was on I was on I was the, on the team, team that team. helped yeah. put it together, okay. but that was led by Ken mm-hmm. and uh, future guest, friend of the show. He'd be a great one. I'm actually having a hard time thinking of something can interesting. I, can I offer uh, an answer to the question? Sure, answer for me. I think it's okay to pull the pull the curtain back on uh, Jason's most interesting project was likely helping me learn how to do Audacity and edit podcasts. Oh wow! Have you learned how to use it? Your, did your, you listen your to the post? Did you listen to the harp episode? Oh yeah. I, I no. thought the harp sound was too long. Oh gosh. <laughs> can we can, can we deal with this off the air? I don't want this kind of <laughs> tension happening. I, I I feel like Is it possible we interrupted you again? Yeah. I don't want to suggest that you're saying you're not interested in your job or nothing interesting happens. You're always on the move. You work with a lot of classes. Yeah. You work with a lot of faculty members. And it's not interesting to most people. That's that's the trouble. You heard Hell Simon yeah. talking about two-factor authentication a few minutes ago. Super interesting. <laughs> you heard Ben that, talking about pushing helicopters, like you know, fifty years ago off a boat. I mean, can we make this a poll for listeners who can respond at various breads and butters? What's more interesting? Okay, the last so days of Vietnam. Hashtag Team Helicopter. Team Helicopter. <laughs> hashtag Team Two-Factor Authentication. <laughs> Tweet it. Can a hashtag it be that us. long? I think so. I think it can be as long as you want. How about less they just than 143 do, characters. What about hashtag two-factor? Hashtag two, sure, if you want to save some space. And and you can use the number two. Hashtag chopper overboard? <laughs> we'll, we'll know what it means. I just think that that's inherently more interesting. We have a, we have a quiz for you today, Jason. What do you got? Um, it's my understanding 
that uh, you, like me, are someone, a baseball fan. Someone did some research. I am. And uh, you've also seen a great number of minor league games. This is true. You've traveled the country watching minor league baseball. But I, how much of the country? And how many of these minor league teams do you know? I think I've seen maybe around 20 minor league games from Utah to Florida to Massachusetts. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good swath. That's good. What sparked this interest? I've always liked baseball. Mm, but why nice. um, do you have a preference for minor league? Oh, yeah. I like I like minor league over major league. It's far more accessible, cheaper. You're closer. It's not all about the money. Who's your major mm-hmm. league team? Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a, he's a, West, he's a Western PA Western guy. Western PA. They're legit this year. Uh, so, in the spirit of various breads and butters quizzes, we have a real or not quiz. Uh, this is for all three of you, mm-hmm. although Jason might have the inside track on it. Are these are these real minor league baseball teams or not? I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Do I need to answer now? You, you, gonna, you, you looked at me like you wanted an answer. I'm going to name the team, and you're going to say if it's real or not. Okay. All right, you guys ready? Yep. The Asheville Tourists. No. Tourists? Tourists. <laughs> I'm going to say. Wait, is it in Nashville or the Asheville? Asheville. That's North Carolina? Yep. Western North Carolina. I'm going to say no as well. No. Yes, no. it yeah. is a team. The Asheville it's a Tourists. Real? That's a real team. What? How many A's? What? Yeah, uh, I can't tell you that. That sounds like short season single A. No, I think it's regular single A, but I'd have to confirm. Okay, I'm not going to give you the A, double A, triple A answers here. You're just going to know they're not the majors. Okay. Oh yeah, we and it's that. not rookie league. All right, number two, the El Paso Chihuahuas. Um, I'm going to say no for that. I want to say yes. It would be awesome if it's yes. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to say yes? Yes. It is. It's a real team. The nice. El Paso Chihuahuas. Scary playing them. Do they have a mascot? Mascot? Uh, I think it is Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's one. The Montgomery Biscuits. I think yes. <laughs> Why? Sounds correct. I, I mean, I, Montgomery Biscuits. I want to say sounds no. Sounds good. I'm say no. I'm, I'm going to go yes on that. I mean, the South like they like their biscuits. They really like their right. biscuits. It is yes. They are the Montgomery Biscuits. Oh. These are terrible names. How about the South Bend Blue Balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have we have we gotten to this point now? Do we need to be on this level in order to get listeners? Are we trying to get that fourteen year old demographic? I don't think I've ever seen him laugh this hard. I know. Wow, you were holding in this whole time. You knew that was coming. I'm going to say no. All right, a few more here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tri City Dust Devils. What is Tri City? That's not part of the question. You don't get extra information. I'm going to say the Dust Devils are real. Tri-City is not real. I think Tri-City might be real. Where is it? Um, it is a real team. I don't know where, which Tri-City it is. How about the Quad City Foursiders? No. No. <laughs> There's no Quad Cities. <laughs> it's way too many cities. You get maybe two, two double cities. There is Quad one, Cities. One triple city and one regular city. Uh, Iowa, Illinois border. How about the Quint City Peekaboos? You're rejecting the... You didn't accept Tri-City or Quad City. There's no way you're going to accept Quint City. There's no peekaboo. I I mean, at some point, I mean, you can say all cities are part of the same city. Uh, The Poughkeepsie Picklers. Picklers. The Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie Picklers. Picklers. People Mm. like to pickle up in Poughkeepsie. Try and say that five times. I went to Poughkeepsie one time. I had a hotel reservation, and I drove into the city, Mm -hmm. and I canceled the reservation. Oh, because you didn't like it? I didn't like it. I, I wasn't feeling Poughkeepsie. Did we say yes or no on this? Oh, um, What's the name of the team? Uh, the Picklers. Sure. 
It's an artisanal kind of team. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, you just made that up. I just made it up. No, <laughs> you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> artisanal. That's a. I thought you would catch my artisanal fascination. Handmade. Oh, you, you do. Hand spawn. Yep. All right, one more. Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. No. Definitely no. Definitely not a team. Explain what an iron pig is, Jason, for the listeners. It actually comes from the steel making process that uses pig iron. There you go. Uh, did you keep tracks, uh, Renan? What's the score? Who won? I well, think Ben won. I think You know what? I think the listeners won. As, as, <laughs> you, as usual. You, the listener. <laughs> I think you, the listener, has won. It's a gift. On this tour of 20 such minor league teams and all the major league teams you've seen, I want to hear more about the mascots. What is the strangest mascot you can tell me about? Well, you and I were talking once about the the Reading Phillies. Okay. So they have a mascot that's called the Crazy Hot Dog Vendor, and it is this half-man, half-ostrich who runs around (laughs) throwing hot dogs at the fans. Wrapped hot dogs. They're like in foil. Yeah, they're not like in the bun. When you first said that, I was picturing they were just throwing like cooked hot dogs. (laughs) This is the stuff of nightmares. Don't you think it would be he, cool, though, if everybody had a bun and you had to catch the hot dog in the bun? <laughs> That'd be great. He's probably the oddest one I've seen. Why? What? What is the ostrich? Who? Is that just intentionally random? I'm guessing. I don't know the history behind it, but it is pretty crazy when you see him. Are they ostrich dogs? Ostrich dogs. N- no. I Ask Simon if he knows what ostrich dogs taste like. They probably taste like chicken. <laughs> so if that's the craziest, I mean, even the whole... Philly fanatic thing is on its face insane. I don't know where that came from or why that's a, a mascot. I think but he's, I, he's big and fluffy and you know, he's cute. But I, I think, think he, because the, I mean, I'm going to, this is going to sound terrible, but the name is sort of, the Philadelphia Philly name is sort of uninspired. I mean, it's just part of the name of the city. Yeah, but do you think that's like the, the Oakland A's? They don't even call them the Athletics. And even when they, they were the Athletics. Well, they were the, like, fi- they were the Philadelphia Athletics mm-hmm. before they moved to Oakland. Yeah, but so why... You're, it seems redundant. Like we know that you're athletes. You're at, you're playing a, a team sport. This is a sport, mm-hmm. so you're not really adding anything by calling yourselves the Athletics. Whereas the Orioles, you're actually nodding to the state bird. There's a lot of grandeur and and heritage and and sure. and, and wonder and, and and success. They're not called the Baltimore Balties. No, I mean Pittsburgh Pirates. You want to run that one down? So I have a theory, but I, I could be way off. That's what this show's all about. Exactly. So half, Pitt, half Pittsburgh is known as the Steel Town. Yes. You steal things. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Wait, you they plunder. You know that. I'm guessing that, that it's a de, it's derived from the name Steel, but taken the noun and made it a verb. Oh. Yeah, you you know that the Steel City of Pittsburgh is known for actually making manufacturing steel, not yes. for steel. Okay, so I just yeah. was making sure yeah, that, the, that No, was... Pittsburgh is not known for burglary or th- Well, I mean it could be depending uh, where you live in Pittsburgh, uh, but absolutely. I hear wonderful things about Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. It's a great city. Why didn't <laughs> the Pirates predate the Steelers though, correct? As I a... think yeah, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the is it surprising? The Pirates are like the second major league team. Yeah, I don't know why the Pirates didn't get Steelers. It seems like they would have taken that name. They might not. Where they, when were they, they really manufacturing steel there? Yeah, they well, might predate well steel. I, I don't think so. When when was steel started? Like in the 1800s. Yeah, but the pirates. But not like 1801. Yeah, but the the baseball team wasn't around in 1801. They couldn't have been around to like the 1890s. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, no, I think they're like the 1880s. Pittsburgh was there for steel, so... If they had a baseball team. But when was steel like forged? When uh, Do you have any idea when that manufacturing process began? Yeah, from the mid-1800s. Well before the 1890s. Huh. 
Uh, there's so many questions. Why did pirates always lose one eye? Well, I, I think if they lost two, they would retire at that point. But why did so, they? Why was that you? profession retired. so prone to eye injuries? And why weren't they just wearing goggles, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> so they so they did have a pirate mascot eventually mm-hmm. in the '90s, and he he wasn't there for very long because they had to fire him because he was caught swimming gold. naked in a community pool after hours. So he was arrested. In the pirate costume? He was naked. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, how did it relate no, to that? No, I guess the question Renan is asking, allow me, is that did the mascot take off his mascot clothes, and so it was a naked mascot, like how, or was how it a naked it, man? Why did they fire, like, they could have fired him, but why did they fire the pirate? They could have hired somebody else and not tell anyone. They could have. I, I don't know. I think that's probably what they did, except think... for the not telling anyone part. <laughs> because the guy got arrested, so it wasn't really up to them to tell people. There there might yeah. have been trust issues after that. They'd have to rebuild the fan base's trust that uh, that the other person in the pirate suit was not the same guy. I realize that the Sklar brothers are not in the personal journal category of iTunes, but we're really treading on their territory. Oh, are we? Sklarbro country. Oh. In fact, I've heard many segments on that podcast about the Philly Fanatic and how many times that person has been fired or how many illegal things oh, they've okay. done. Well, we don't want to tread on them. They're friends of the show, and Future I guests. assume so. And let's get back to our guest. I want to do the Friday-Sunday thing. we get a lot we, of good feedback. We've gotten that. some feedback. So the question is, which day do you prefer, Friday or Sunday? Friday. Okay. we got another Team Friday in the studio. It's It's a little strange that you would that one would prefer a day where you're actually at work than a day where you're actually off. But the idea is that as a person that's a Friday person, you're you're a, you know sort you're of so more forward 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 looking. But uh, in the positive sense, but in the negative sense, you're not living in the moment. Um, we, we've had people choose this, Team Sunday. Yeah, this is a half baked personality. I kind of feel theory. like I should have chosen it since today is Sunday. Exactly. I've been waffling because I think it's age dependent or what phase of life you're in because I've settled into a more comfortable Sunday liking pattern like sort of later in life because it's just so calm and there's nothing at stake. Saturdays, which are the glory day, I mean, they're always going to argue. I'm just going to be against Saturday. But sometimes a Sunday can be as good as a Saturday and have that same sense of complete freedom. I do have to admit like late night on Saturday, I've started to anticipate Sunday negatively so as i'm going to bed on saturday um but anyway so we're i think we're about ready to be done so thank you jason for coming in being here to answer our questions if people if people have questions for him that they want to follow up with where could they send those they could send them to to the help desk no i don't think that would be good i think that would probably not make the help desk operators happy they can email us at various breads and butters at gmail.com or they can follow us on Twitter at some later date. And they can subscribe at iTunes. Yes, they can. Right. I think I, uh, I think we're done. Okay. Okay, good. Well, I think we're going to take our headphones off now. I think we're headphones good. Off. Now, what we say on here doesn't have to actually be factual, right? Oh, no, definitely. We, we fix that in post. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ben has a filter that takes yeah. complete lies and fabrications into facts. Let's not mistake the things that Renan says with actual facts that he's researched. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it might be true, but I think only by in some coincidence.